Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company offer flexible budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello everybody, welcome to the What Culture Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Tilford, joined by a criminal, Josh Brown. <laughs> Hello, Scott Tilford. And a completely innocent man, James Dallas. Uh, hiya. Just now, the reason man. that these exist before our particular names is because Josh Brown has a certain question in mind that we've put out on the YouTube community poll thing. You can go and talk about it on there, or we're going to talk about it in this room for a bit. Before we get to the rest of the podcast, Josh Brown, what's on your mind? The question is, in honour of multiverses finally going free-to-play and We're not sponsored out, by it. We're not sponsored by it at all. However, <laughs> I did want to ask you guys, and by extension, everyone oh. at home, who has the better roster of characters, Warner Brothers or Nintendo? Because if you can't tell where I'm going for this, right. Nintendo, it wasn't even a question. They suck, man. They <laughs> suck. In Warner Brothers, that roster of characters absolutely own. For me, I mentioned this to Scott Taylor before we started recording, but the Looney Tunes on their own would kill every Nintendo character Can you dead. say what you said about Bowser on the air? I said, because Scott was like, you know, understandably incredulous and was saying things. Things like, what about Bowser? What about and Waluigi? I said, yeah. I would kill Bowser in his sleep. Yes. Because he sucks <laughs> and is not scrappy-doo. He's not even scrappy-doo, is what I'm going to say right now. Jim Stoss, do you have any rational way of dealing with this? I say we end. <laughs> <laughs> what are you on about, man? <laughs> Also, well, the way you went into this initially wasn't yeah. even posing it as a question. You nope. you were full oh, on correct. F Nintendo, I'm loving Multiverses, Warner Brothers. They're so much better, it's not even... Genuinely, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, it's obviously, not genuinely. Multiverses and Smash Brothers, that's going to be the question uh, for right now. But my, you know, this decision to pick one over the other doesn't come down to game mechanics. It doesn't come down to arenas or anything like that. It mm. comes down to the characters. And mm. if I have to look at one roster over the other, there is no way I am ever choosing Super Smash Brothers or over even the roster that Multiverses has right now, which is like, what, 25 characters or something? It's like eight. Maybe but, even yeah, eight yeah, characters yeah. right <laughs> now like then. 10. Because there's it's so like, much more potential and so much yes. more crack and, like, patter in the idea of having what are you on about? Ted Lasso fight Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. Yeah, that is so right. much better than having, like, Link versus Bowser. No, it's not at all. Because like, no, was... Sonic is in there and Sora. Yeah, it's so not all just Nintendo, although your Nintendo. point does not stand. Like, Nintendo craps on yeah. Warner Brothers. Okay. If you said Nintendo All-Star Brawlers, yeah. uh, Jimmy Neutron's dad, yeah. <laughs> that's Game of the Century there. I get that. Yes. I don't get this one. No, because here's the thing, right? Even with Smash Brothers bringing in those extraneous characters like mm. Solid Snake or whoever yeah, the hell. Extraneous. Isn't it hilarious that they need those extraneous characters to sell <laughs> these games? You don't need that with Warner Brothers. You just pull from what you've got, my I friend. I maintain, I said this to you on our, on our lunch break as I talked at you while we walked down the street, we would have all collectively as a populace gone and seen the new Space Jam if we cared about Warner Brothers at large. Nope. 
Mm. Absolutely. Nope. If, if the whole, if your thing was true that Warner Brothers had a better collection of characters, yeah. we would have cared about the wider roster, as is visible in, in the Warner Brothers movie Space Jam: A New Legacy. Fully yeah. disagree because I'll give you a comparison, and that's Space Jam One. That yes. was only Looney Tunes, but yeah. that was a mm-hmm. beloved classic, and the reason that everyone kept asking for a Space Jam Two. The reason no one went to space, see Space Jam Two was because Space Jam Two wasn't very good. <laughs> wasn't a very good movie. And if you made a not very good movie with the cast of Smash Brothers, uh-huh. no one would see that either. I'm afraid. I mean, or I wouldn't make as much money. I don't know if that's the case. James Look at Ralph. Is that movie? Just slapping it down. Wreck It Ralph. <laughs> no, because uh, in Wreck It Ralph, no, get out yourself. Wreck It Ralph, Bowser was in it. Uh, what's he got? Eggman. Was yeah, it yeah, 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 yeah. That already is a better Space Jam. Yes. I'm not. I'm not yeah. here to argue the quality of Space Jam Two. That movie looks like it sucks. I wouldn't watch <laughs> it just because it has good characters in. However, in the context of a fighting game, uh-huh. which is much more fun, I think, to see Arya Stark take on. Batman. To me, that's more inherently fun than seeing the cast of Nintendo and Nintendo's friends fight in those arenas. That's just, just to me personally, so... from what I grew up with, and I need to clarify that yes. I didn't grow up with Nintendo like no. you two perhaps did, so mm. I have a much more fondness for even stupid people from Warner Brothers. I think there's a, there's a, there's a through line of banter, like you said, in the Warner Brothers roster, where they've kind of gone, wouldn't it be funny if we get Ted Lasso? Wouldn't it be funny if we got Arya Stark or whatever? Mm. Or wouldn't it be funny if we did like an over-the-top version of Shaggy? And I'm just like, no, it wouldn't. <laughs> it's the most like it's like for, for as a sentence you laugh at it yeah. but it's not going to compete with the balancing in smash brothers or the actual utilization of someone like a link or the fire emblem dudes or insert character here right. that has been you know meticulously balanced in smash brothers. are they voice acted yes, yes. right okay because yeah. nickelodeon didn't have that did they no, no they patched it in now though right okay. um i think they very much saw the the tide coming with multiverses mm-hmm. and they patched in a free voice pack for all those dudes do yeah. you think it's a gimmick that game? Do you well, think it will fly over this and is, be gone? This is what, I mean, again, I've not played it. I'm going purely off the characters, right? <laughs> and Lasso's not in it yet, either. No, 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 totally not. I mean, I'm being hyperbolic. You know, I'm yeah. playing it up ah, for the boys in the ring. I'm being a silly goose. Uh, I'm being a silly goose, but I do genuinely <laughs> think, right, if we boiled it down, I would choose Warner Brothers every time. <laughs> of course you would. And it's because, you know, you said there, you know, is it as fun is getting the Nintendo characters like Link, you know, and their abilities and stuff. And I would argue it is. Yes, it is a gimmick. Like, Shaggy going Super Saiyan <laughs> is a meme. And it's like an old meme by now. But there's still something to me is is a kind of, you know, stunted child, man-child, <laughs> in seeing these characters that I loved as a kid fighting characters that I love as an adult, you know, well, from Game of is, Thrones or whatever. I do back that, and it is fun. I mean, I played Multiverses. I played the original beta. The open beta is out now. And, like, yeah, it's very, very well put together. As far as Smash Brothers clones go, it's literally the best one in, in a long time. Um, I back you that it's fun seeing those characters fight each other. And some of the voice lines they've recorded do reference each other as well, which is cool. However, you're, um, you were positing the idea that Warner Brothers roster is just better or is worth more or whatever yes. than Nintendo. That's the bit that I just, I can't even fathom that comparison. I'm going to break this down into two things, right? Because I've just got a spark of inspiration as to why I think this in the first place. And okay. it's because when I am playing Mario Kart or when I am playing uh, Super Smash Brothers, uh, which admittedly isn't that much. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not a huge Smash fan or anything like that. Right. But when I'm playing those games, I don't care who I choose. Oh my God. I could randomize it 
and I would have the same experience. I don't have someone that I desperately want to play. I don't want to desperately play as Mario, Luigi, Link, Solid Snake, anyone. I'm like, Who I'm, he? I'm he fine. He Rosalina. He's, he's, he's miss, missing Rosalina. Rosalina. I was going to hang this entire argument on Rosalina. When I play Mario Kart, I play as Tanuki Mario and have a little uh, kind of like toy style car. <laughs> However, when I well, when I get around to playing multiverses, I will care about who I choose. I'm going to have characters I don't want to be, and I'm going to have characters that I definitely, definitely want to be. Do you know what's really sick? Yes. At the heart of all this is that I think you'll be onto something. I looked at the initial um, uh, player numbers for Multiversus, and they are sky high. It was like some right. ridiculous day one figure. Um, I know the game is on a bunch of different platforms, so immediately it's going to outdo Smash if you start doing direct comparison stuff anyway. Um, but I think you've tapped into something, because when you first mentioned this in the, in the office, when we were before we were recording, um, James Pierce, who was is sitting in the corner, was like, I totally agree with you, because he had way more association with Warner Brothers, way more memories with Warner Brothers um, than Smash Brothers. And I wonder how much that's going to work in their favor because the Nickelodeon game didn't make any dent. I think that thing was almost single-handedly undone by the fact it didn't have voice acting. Yep. Um, and also didn't play that well. It was fine. But like Multiverses yep. plays very well and has even has the likes of Kevin Conroy. And I'm pretty sure um lady who played Arya in Game of Thrones. Uh, Maisie, Maisie Williams. Williams. Maisie Williams. I'm pretty sure she's in there voicing Arya yeah, again. It sounds right. a lot like her. Um, and John DiMaggio as, uh, as uh, Jake and everything. And so I wonder if there is this space in the market for the non-Nintendo Smash-loving potential fan that is now you who was running to this game and just and it's going to work for them and it's it's yeah. the most obvious thing in the world that these conversations mm-hmm. are going to be ha- being had left right and center it is fun sorry james Dow. i was just going to say it is fun because like you said you know there have been a lot, the word I would use of, right <laughs> a lot of smash brothers clones <laughs> that haven't kind of been able to rival them because everything that nintendo has combined with everything that nintendo friends also bring <laughs> to the table just like trances even like the nickelodeon one yeah like you said, didn't have voice acting. But when you get multiverses, and hopefully it's long-term plans, you get these characters and you get these voice actors to embody them that you have a real connection to Mm. in the same way that you two would have a connection Mm. with the Nintendo Fellas. If they get Scorpion or anyone from Mortal Kombat yeah. in there, I'll play it. That's my next point, but I'm just going to stop is, talking over James Dowd. Is this another streaming wars? Like, is Ooh. is Disney going to have their own soon? Is Netflix going to have their they own? They should. I mean, the thing they is, should. like, the like the whole Smash clone thing, I feel like, was avoided for the longest time, or has been avoided for the longest mm-hmm. time, because no one can compete with Smash Brothers. That's why there's not any GTA clones anymore. There was an initial boom, and then it was like, well, GTA Online is just going to trounce you for whatever you're bringing out. We'll see what happens with Saints Row. I feel like that right now, because GTA has become GTA Online, like, like, you know, in terms of how we talk about it, there's a gap for a single-player crime-focused sandbox game, which is what Saints Row is hoping to be, or whatever. And in terms of the Smash Brothers stuff, I feel like we had a few clones. There's a Kung Fu Panda one that came out a few years ago that I obviously ran to. Yeah. And um, I forget what else there is. Brawlhalla's done pretty well. Um, PlayStation All-Stars. PlayStation All-Stars. That yeah, thing was kind of, like, tried, but then they didn't have the roster. didn't have Crash or Spyro. It was like, here's the Hellgast soldier. I was like, what the hell is it? <laughs> and so I think there's a few people have tried. They fell. Mm-hmm. They didn't work. And then it's been long enough where Smash Brothers has been I mean, 2018 was Ultimate, I think. Um, yes, and it's yeah, been this yeah. long by, um, before Warner Brothers took their tried try their hand at it, and we've got free-to-play models. We've got this whole monetization thing that kind of works in their favor. It's free-to-play. Like you were saying, you'd play Smash if it was right in front of you. Yes. Um, if it was free. And so I think that their cards are actually being played pretty well right now, and Warner Brothers is a big old deal. Um, it's just that whiplash reaction of saying that the Warner Brothers set is worth more than Nintendo. It's That's <laughs> madness. <laughs> this is the thing, because I said it in the office, like, obviously expecting to get a little bit of a pop out of Scott Taylor, but not expecting to then 
have it dominate the conversation yeah. in the podcast later <laughs> on the day. I thought it would just be uh-huh. quite quite an innocent observation because for me, like you look at everything that comes into the Warner Brothers banner, you've got obviously all of the DC stuff, which in itself yeah. is mm-hmm. a huge deal. You've got the Looney Tunes, you've got these other pro- properties like you know Game of Thrones, Mortal Kombat, mm-hmm. all of like. Uh, you know, Middle Earth. TMNT, whole, I believe. Maybe TMNT. You know, there's, there's a lot of stuff. Mm. Lord of the Rings. A lot of big, big IPs oh. that, uh, and a lot of beloved characters within those IPs yeah. that, you know, it, it does, I don't I don't think it's daft to say it's a proper competitor to what Nintendo can, can bring to the table mm. because you can take just one of those franchises and chances are, people will have a connection to it. Like, I take Lord of the Rings. Chances are you have a connection to it. I take DC. Chances mm. are you have a connection to one of the characters within there. Yeah. You know, there's a good chance that, on the other hand, if you shook me a Nintendo franchise that I've never played, I'd be like, I don't care. I don't care about this. <sighs> this is, how do you even is go about it? Is The Sopranos on HBO? Hell yeah, it is. <laughs> so so you can get Tony Sopr- <laughs> if they get Tony Soprano cartoonized of Holly Walnuts in this oh, game, James. That, you know what, right? I was on Jerry, the, uh, What's he called? Larry David? I was on oh, that's the- That's such a shout. That would Mate. be- Unbelievable. No, right. Go on. I agree with Josh now. Oh, Screw gosh. Nintendo. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> the thing is, the thing that's massively valid is that Nintendo, for as much as they've reached out and brought in, you know, they just did Sora. They've got the Persona characters in there. They've done, um, you know, Insert, whatever, like the Fire Emblem people. I know it's Nintendo, but they've done various other franchises, IPs, whatever. They've never done what Warner Brothers are now attempting, which is like everything else, every other yeah. licensed property. I have a weird icky feeling um, when it comes to just buying your love for something, which just puts me off so many different IP. Like, it's just, in this case, it's like, like, well, what if we just bought all these things you like, and now we're better than the competition? Like, well, you guys didn't build it. Like, you're copying Smash Brothers 101. Like, yeah, you can jump three times now, and uh, and there is there are like a few little um, more tweaks to it, but it's got microtransactions. It's a free to play game. It's based on Smash Brothers, and they've bought all the characters. Mm. So it's like I'm kind of just looking at it, going like, it's you've played this really well, but it's like this meticulous copy pasted thing. Yeah, um, that does feel like it has a soul. I remember playing the beta, going like, okay, it does have a it has a soul to it. It doesn't feel empty. Um, but it's interesting because Nintendo, for as much as big as Smash Brothers is, never did the wider movie license stuff. They never did TV license stuff, um, which again is like this whole sort of like sphere of media that just has been insanely un- untapped, really. And that's like that's their the end. problem they've got is like let's say I like Game of Thrones. Arya isn't my favorite character, mm. yes, and that's the only Game of Thrones character in it. For now, They've yeah. got so many IPs, but it depends who they choose from each IP. Mm-hmm. How do that. they gauge who is the most popular? Balancing is going to be a nightmare as well. Yeah, yeah like an really absolute is. nightmare. I mean, that's kind of always been an issue with, uh, like, the Mortal Kombat DLC mm-hmm. characters as well, where the, you take, you know some characters uh, from the Warner Brothers canon. You know, you get the, the Xenomorph or, mm. uh, you know, Jason Joke. from Friday Joker the 13th. Joker, of course, Joker yeah, some of the DC there. characters and stuff. And you bring them over and it's kind of like, to me, that was always a great ace up the sleeve for whatever Warner Brothers does. And I'm not even saying they're a good publisher or that Multiverses is a good game because I've not played it. <laughs> but it's just the potential of it, you know. It's funny and I kind of held my... Uh, hands over my face for a second there because I thought about with James Douse there talking about HBO, mm-hmm. the idea that we could get to 2023, right? And a downloadable new character for multiverses could be Joel from The Last of Us <laughs> because The Last yes. of Us is going to be oh a HBO God. show. Ellie versus Aria. Yeah, and, yeah. If, and if, you know, PlayStation oh, wow. and, and Warner Brothers want to keep that deal sweet, what if uh, Warner Brothers are like, we've got this game, we've got this show, Yeah, and this is a good way to promote it, let's put them in multiverses. I mean, on a long enough timeline, that does make sense. It could do. Are certain that Friends is Warner Brothers? Friends is Warner oh, Brothers. Chandler. Friends is Warner, <laughs> Warner Brothers. Was like, oh, Warner Brothers was like, um, <laughs> Friends was like ABC or whatever, but it was first, no, no, NBC no. when it was first. Uh, yeah. On. But it's 
it's owned by Warner Brothers. Okay. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of like, you know, Breaking Bad is um, an AMC show, but, but it's produced by, by Sony. Yeah. I'm, I'm in. If, if, the, if, if, the, if they do a Friends DLC, Gunther yep. versus Scooby Doo. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just have all six friends. That's its own game. Yeah. You have uh, pitched its own game, friends its own spin off. If they Gunther do a Friends add on pack thing, for now you can get all those voice actors yeah. back. And then, like, yeah, I might, I, I, I hate this, yes. but I might be yeah. in. That's yes. they just bought my love for stuff yeah. and, uh, and made it work. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's an interesting um, point. Obviously, the game's not out in full yet. It's in its beta. But I feel like, um, like I said, the initial play num- player numbers were sky high. Um, and it's prompted ridiculous conversations like this. But I do feel like there is that gap with Nintendo where like something like this, if it's done well enough, and they've took their time with the beta, and they've really made, they've really meticulously rolled it out. Um, like you're saying, you might download it tonight. I'm going to have to dive back in and see what's going on. Um, there's a lot of potential for the future. James Dallas, do you see yourself playing multiplayer? I'll give it a go. Give it a mm. good go. What I've got no excuse. It's free. Well, exactly. The problem is, Josh, yeah. you've sold this game and you've not even touched it. It's so <laughs> true, isn't it? I know. I well, you, you're play like the, you've sold the business side of it. Like yeah. the, the yeah, potential yeah. of uh, intertextuality and like, hey, you already like this. Now it's over here. Yeah, they mm. should. It's all been a. I, I don't care what you guys think. It's a pitch for Warner Brothers to hire me and, uh, you know, make this game as good as I want it to be. No, my question for you, James Dowse, and you, Scott Tilford, not to leave you out, uh, is that if you guys jump back in, I know you've played it already, Scott, mm-hmm. but like, out of the roster that they currently have, who is the main that you're going to have? And who do you want to see added? I know you've talked about Gunther. I know you've talked about Tony <laughs> Soprano, but who would you like to see added to this game? And the thing is with this, like as uh, as we, me and James Dallas, peruse the amount of Warner Brothers characters that there are. I mean, shout out to Bobo the Elephant. While I we're completely on. forgot you could have um, Foghorn Leghorn. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> You absolutely could have Foghorn Leghorn, one of the most legendary characters of all time. I'll tell you what's funny. I said this to um, Josh before we were recording. He hadn't heard of the Jetsons earlier on today. Yeah. Because I was thinking of that little green Martian thing that goes around. It used to be in uh, the Flintstones as well. Yeah. It was just a Flintstones creation. I didn't realize that was was a crossover. That was what they crossed over with, and then it was like they branched off into the Jetsons. It was called the Great Gazoo. Yeah, Yeah. the Great Gazoo. So if they uh, they put the Great Gazoo in, there's a live action version? Sorry, Google Images. has um as has taken has commandeered me. I recommend everybody to Google the Great Kazoo. Um but yeah, overall it seems like multiverses is, is at least starting some conversations. If Disney had their own version, would they do Disney as a whole or would they just do the Avengers? I think you gotta do Disney as a whole. You gotta do yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. I mean the thing is like the, the thing is like the, the thing that elevates multiverses is if you play as Tom and Jerry, they play out their their one unit and like Tom will throw Jerry at something. All their moves, all their animations work really, really well. There's a lot of charm to the way that it's done. Um and that's it's stuff like that that like elevates it over like the Nickelodeon one, which was Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. 
Before we go any further, I want to talk to you about today's sponsor, Masterclass. With the amount of time we spend discussing and analyzing video games on this channel, it's always good to understand exactly how these experiences are put together. And fortunately for me, I can do just that with Masterclass. With Masterclass's streaming service, you can learn from the best to become your best, studying and growing with over 200 plus of the world's leading instructors. For me, I've been having a blast using a class on video game design by The Sims creator Will Wright to find out exactly how game mechanics are designed around player psychology as well as learning how important playtesting is to shipping the titles that you and I both love. But it hasn't stopped there, as I've also been brushing up on my practical filmmaking skills directly from my favourite movie director Martin Scorsese, as well as trying to get back in the cooking game with Roy Choi's amazing course on intuitive cooking. Seriously, my kitchen is a mess, but my belly has never been more grateful. For just $10 a month, an annual membership with Masterclass gets you unlimited access to courses on your phone, computer, smart TV, or even via audio-only modes. Even better, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and 88% of members feel that the service has made a positive impact on their lives. And to put the cherry on top of that cake, right now, What Culture Gaming listeners get an additional 15% off any annual membership at masterclass.com forward slash gaming. That's 15% off at masterclass.com slash gaming. What's that? You want it one more time? Well, that's the URL masterclass.com forward slash gaming. Right, now I'm going to watch Tony Hawk try to teach me how to ollie properly. I'll see you all soon. Just like everyone has a kick and a punch and a whatever. Like, they all feel like they're specifically done. So I think if you did um, Disney, you would have, like, black and white, like, Steamboat Willie, yeah. uh, Mickey or whatever, um, who animates in, like, half frames or something. Like, there's things like that are what are, are, like, will be what elevates these games, like, to make them on par with Smash Brothers. Because on Smash, every character gets their own, like, way. Like, um, you know, the way that um, Cloud works or whatever from Final Fantasy. You get his limit break and all that kind of stuff. And, like, I think that's those little touches. If this blows up and this, it becomes the Smash genre, yeah, um, which it kind of already is, but like if everyone else starts throwing their hat in, um, then maybe that's what we see because there is that Disney Kart Racer, yes. um, which is coming out I think later this year, um, which is maybe them going like we can do this I as mean, well. You know, I I actually got a bit of a fact wrong there. I Did talked you? about um, Mortal Kombat getting the likes of the Xenomorph and um, you know Predator and stuff, uh -huh. but that that was actually Fox. But yes. now that's owned by yeah. Disney, so you have a Disney game and yeah. you get all of the superheroes, you get all of like the Disney own you know animated characters. Then you get people Star like Star Wars, I guess. You get Star Wars, of yeah. course. Then you get oh you know God. the weirder things. You get the Xenomorph. You get like the Predator. Mm. You get. John McClane from Die Hard. You know, you have this weird mix match. You, you get The Simpsons. You get Homer Simpson, mm -hmm. Bart Simpson in there, or whoever. Groundskeeper Willie. You know what I mean? Like, it seems like a no-brainer if this does take off mm -hmm. for Disney to do one. And, you know, I don't like being on here championing uh, companies, you know, <laughs> becoming conglomerates. That's, that's, that's how the IP. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, I can't deny that my lizard brain gets excited about it. Mm -hmm. I that, that side of it where it's just like corporate buyout the game, yeah. like or brand synergy the game. That's what put me on Spider-Man No Way Home. I am... Um, yeah, I can't deny that that does override it for me. But like, I I think if they do, if if there's enough charm in the voice acting, the voice lines themselves, if they reference the other characters, um, or whatever, then that will tip it over for me. I do like the idea of a Friends DLC, which is the craziest, <laughs> stupidest thing that could exist. But stuff like that, it's like the Ted Lasso response for you. I'm like, that wouldn't fit. Like, he shouldn't be in there, which is why it's interesting if they do do it. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll keep an eye on multiverse. When I was uh, younger, there used to be a game which was a Tom and Jerry. 
a fighting game. Yes. It's called War of the Whiskers. Yes. <laughs> and mate, that was outstanding. <laughs> Um, these things have been done in yeah. various. So uh, this is like attempts. the culmination of it all. There's probably a lot so more than you think. Like I mentioned Brawlhalla before because I really like Brawlhalla. It's like a 2D, like almost more anime yeah. version of Smash Brothers. The thing that made me run a mile from that was the microtransaction pricing because they did do a Kung Fu Panda skin pack thing where you could play as Poe and everything. I think there was a voiceover pack too, um, but I'm sure it was like 20 pounds for a Poe skin. And I was like, I love Kung Fu Panda, but I'm not spending that. Um, and so I think that you know, like I said, some of the competition has got off the ground and managed to maintain. Um, and Brawlhalla sort of dominates the 2D version of this. Um, but we'll see. I don't know whether PlayStation ended up doing their one. Um, again, like there was like yeah. the, the way um, there's a YouTube channel called Matt McMuscles, who's an ex, um, the dude that used to do Two Best Friends Play, who did a What Happened video on um, All Star PlayStation All-Stars. The development of that game seemed like an absolute nightmare. So like, I guess now Sony first party stuff is way more unified, but you could do it now. You actually got enough characters for what it. What I particularly didn't like about All-Stars outside of its uh, lack of obviously, you know, big hit characters mm. was just its lack of, like, any kind of distinct art design. Yeah. You know what I mean? It didn't really have any kind of identity to it. And I, I again, without having played multiverses, just from looking at it from a presentation standpoint, mm. like, all of the characters don't feel like they're just being plucked out of thin air. Like, they all no. adhere to a certain kind of, like, you know, cartoony style art style. I love the design that they've got for Batman, for instance. Yes. You know, animated big series inspired. Batman. 100%. It, it all fits within a kind of, a creative vision yep. that I don't think All-Stars ever had where it was literally just like here are the models you know miniature I'm sure whatever, one of the things the from the development side is that none of the um, art departments could agree on how it should look so it was right. just this sort of like you know like Uncharted is a certain way and then Killzone is a certain way and whatever and it became this like well we'll just put them in like a generic art style thing but like you said it never stood out um, but yeah it's interesting in this because it's almost like it is almost like a Warner Brothers animation look like if you look at the Warner Brothers animation logos um, that are in front of things like Mortal Kombat it's kind of like what they've gone for um, which like yeah it is working very much in their favour um, to talk about more actual video games, though, James Dows, I want to know your thoughts on Stray. Oh, big old cheeky Stray. It, I've not. I'm. Um, I'm looking forward to cozying, cozying in with some popcorn and yeah. listening to you fellas talk. <laughs> oh, here we go then. It is a beautiful game. Yes, it visually a masterpiece. Mm -hmm. uh, it is very much press X the simulator. You just Love press it. X the entire time. Yeah. Um, it did. It did it, sort of send me. A I just. Yeah. I loved it. I adore the game. I'd, I'd still give it like an eight, nine out of ten kind of thing. I think you're it is, way nicer on it than I am. I think it is a really nice. I was looking forward to it, and I'm glad it was the exact way I wanted it to be. Mm. But it's just the exploration. You can't go where you want to go. Mm. Like if I just want to jump on that window ledge, you can't unless there's a little X allowing you to do so. I think having that many contextual prompts, it doesn't rob you of the abilities of the cat or something. Because yeah. when it works, it's nice. But like, I like that's the same thing with um, th that you had that I had, where I was like, okay, like because almost after the beginning, you get like the city opens up kind of thing. It's like it's like a big district, and there's a few little side missions you can do or characters you can talk to and collectibles that you can find. The game itself is overall is like, I think I did it in four and a half hours. Very short. Um, yeah. It's pretty much one sitting. And um, but yeah, that first open space is like pretty much the only open. Well, I guess you get two big open spaces. I'm not gonna lie, I'm only about halfway through I think okay. at this point yeah so there's, yeah there's a couple of like big open spaces that are just sort of like big districts and there's stuff to do in there and like they kind of encourage you to leap about and do stuff but then also there's one person to go talk to and that's kind of it like unless you want to go get collectibles that's kind of it but for me like you said the way that you run around is that you can't just there's no jump button like there's a contextual prompt button, which is just you kind of running around looking for the X that'll appear on something only within a certain distance, um, and then you can do it. And so because there's like a delay between, you can hold X to chain jumps, but only if they happen to line up. So it's yeah. like, yeah, I don't know. For me, it kind of robbed, like it robbed it of the freedom that I would like I wanted from like 
being a cat in a platformer yeah. type thing. Yeah. Um, and then for me, I don't think the, the story, I mean, I'm not going to spoil anything, but I don't think they do anything with it. It's just, mm-hmm. it's a cat in a cyberpunk city. That's at the beginning. That's at the end. That's <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. No, I agree with all of that. Mm. Do you, uh, has it sold you, do you think? Um, <laughs> well, the, the thing that um, has kind of put me off it is the kind of, incredibly contextual nature of it. I thought it was more open. I, granted, mm. didn't watch many trailers before getting into it. I was, I've downloaded it because it's on PlayStation Plus. Mm. Um, however, I've, I've kept away because what I've heard is that it's like very, very slow, very contextual. And that could be fine if I'm in the mood for it, but I'm going to have to be in the mood for it more than I expected. I thought it would be more of a crowd pleaser, which it doesn't mm. necessarily seem to be outside of its concept. It's definitely yeah. blown up on Twitter as like, this is the game that your cat watches. And yeah. it's like, that's like a whole thing. There's a um, cat's watching stray Twitter account that's like blown up. And I feel like it's ticking that box nicely. It's a nice little meme game. Twitch, like streamers will watch it and go, oh my God, it's so cute and whatever. But I, I don't know about you, uh, Dallas, but like the whole thing of like you, um, the very, very beginning, the whole framing device is that you free a droid, like this little tiny little droid and um, that you free that sort of goes around you. It goes in your backpack mm-hmm. and like you're trying to sort of figure out what's going on. It doesn't remember anything and whatever. And that whole thing, did it throw you off in terms of like, why is your cat doing anything? Like, mm. in terms of, like, <laughs> as the story starts escalating, things get told to you that are yeah. kind of being told to the droid, but then you as the cat are still responding and doing stuff. That. I didn't think about that. I, I did, and it was just weird. I was like, why is my cat freeing this droid? Why is my cat doing all this the stuff? The droid could do it themselves. Kind of, yeah, in yeah. some spaces. But, like, overall, it was like, this cat has, like, real agency and wants to complete missions and, like, listens to English and does stuff. And uh, it's uh, it, they almost don't need to address that. But at the same time, they kind of do. Yeah. And it's like, for me, it's just a weird thing where, like, as the story escalates and your cat is responsible for certain things in that world, um, I'm like, are we playing this off as a cat just does what a cat does? Um, which, like, I think if they were going to do that, they should have had it where you accidentally, you know, like, the cat just pours at a paint can and it falls off a thing and then that blinds a guy, which turns, does whatever. Like, they could have done that stuff, but they really don't. Your cat just kind of does all these insane things, kind of of its own volition. So you're really. just saying that this game could have been anything but a cat. Like, it could have realistically <laughs> been anything. Something that understands English, yeah. I guess. I'm not saying it massively hung me up on it. The thing that hung me up, hung me up on it was the feel of the controls, because it was just, oh my god, that, that is all I am doing. Like, that yeah. whole game is left stick and X. That's it. Yeah, you don't that else. is it. And, um, and what I, does yeah. annoy me is when you talk to people, it tells you to do s- circle to go next and square to end the conversation. Right. So when I'm just like my brain's turned off, <laughs> I realize that I'm still talking to this person because I haven't pressed square to go. Right. Next. Okay. Oh yeah, just keep like, looping around again. Yeah. I do That's like doing this podcast. Hey, <laughs> especially when you say Looney Tunes things. Hey, hey. But I think um, there's there are cool. It's a cool world design, like you said at the start. Yeah. It's a gorgeous looking world, and the way that they flesh out, they, they don't really flesh out the law, but you can find collectibles detailing what's happened, like why it's a robot yep. um, populace. Um, and I quite like that stuff as like a setting, but and how we got there, I don't know if you found those things yet, not to specifically spoil them. Stuff. Okay, so you yeah. find music stuff. The, the guy that's playing the guitar is yes, cool. Yes, that's the only thing I found. Okay, so you do find out like why the city is like that and, and what happened and um, why there's like those little creatures that are everywhere and stuff like that. And I think that's a nice setup. I just for me they don't do anything with it. Right. And it's like it's just yeah, it's just an interesting little game because it's sort of like being talked about as like this you know PlayStation exclusive thing. I think it's on Steam as well. Yes. Um, but it was given away with the PlayStation Plus Salem selection or whatever, and it's it's neat, it's fine. But people who are buying it are buying it for twenty five pounds for a four hour game. I'm starting to see why it's free. 
Yes, yeah. literally. And it's yeah. like, I feel like at some point, because it's Annapurna on the publishing, it's not Sony. Um, I feel like at some point that deal was done where it's going to be put, you know, held up as a PlayStation game <clears throat> or whatever. Um, and it feels like they went back and polished up a lot of the animations. Like there's a lot of really nice animations, especially things like kneading yeah, on, yeah. on a rug or uh, nuzzling up next to someone's leg or whatever yeah. it is. That stuff might as well be motion captured from a cat. It's really, really well done. So I think it makes a really good solid first impression. But if you think about it for longer than a few minutes, it's like I've only been moving the stick and pushing X yep. for the entirety of the four hours. You control a purrs. Is that right? Yeah, Is there yeah, a yeah. purr button? Yeah. Did I miss the purr button? It's when you go to sleep and you just sit there and then put your controller to your ear and you can uh, purr. Oh, it. My, my controller speaker is turned off. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why have you got the controller speaker on? Why have you got the controller speaker off? Oh, it's because it doesn't do anything. It's all, it all well, that's a, one, it, one time it did was that time. <laughs> I've got like, there's the meow button, which I'm a big fan of the meow it button. It does loads of things through the controller. Mm, I took all the haptic stuff, but not the controller speaker. That's can pretty get, cool with the, the triggers when you pull in the... Uh, when you're like doing a bit of kneading on, on the rug. Well, okay. Yeah, I, will, I will ask you guys this. Is it a showcase for the PlayStation 5 itself? If it is on PlayStation Plus, like, is it good graphically I, is it good from a controller perspective it's it's fun from a controller perspective like when you do the kneading stuff kneading if you're not a cat person no. um <laughs> is when or it's like when they um they dig their claws into different surfaces and they pull them back out they're testing their claws they're sharpening their claws so they go yeah. back and forward that was like not that. what i thought that was what do you think no. kneading was no, i'm you, not a cat person so when i explained what i just did to you what was you thinking well i could see you like doing something that was just that, i don't know man i thought you were like you know when you knead bread that's what cats do right okay there we go cats making sandwiches Right, <laughs> that's that's a good game. Yeah. <laughs> Cast needing, but um, yeah, yeah. So like when you do that, because there's um, there's tension on the claws, that's mimicked in yeah. the shoulder buttons, um, but not massively. Like not for me, it wasn't blowing me away. I was just like, yeah, yeah you've, of course you've made it more tense to push the trigger down yeah. or whatever. Um, for me, there wasn't enough like of those bespoke animations. They're only really in there like a handful of times mm-hmm. each. Like you can nuzzle, you can knead, um, you can meow a bit. Like you can, <laughs> <laughs> you can, you can slowly push things off a ledge, but only in certain places. You haven't got like a push button. Are we boring you? Nah, I, mean, uh, I, I will not comment on what you're saying. No, you're not. It sounds, because uh, like, I, like I say, you know, I'm interested in playing it, but mm. not being a cat person, yeah. like I don't know how much I'm going to get out of it. And you can say, Josh, there's a, Per button, and I'm like, man, like I, I like that's so. I'm, I love it for you. Yeah. I love, I'll, I'll that love for cats, you. and I didn't love this game. Like I have okay. had two. I've always had cats in my life. Like I, I adore cats, but I just this was boring as hell. Like right. it's not exactly a dog's life, is it? No, it's not a dog's no. life on PS2. That game had way more going on. It's not even frisbees. Nintendo dogs. Some would say no, it's not at no. all. Um, but in regards to this, you said is it a showcase for the PS5? No, I don't think so. I think that it's it's very nice, but it's like it's like archetypal Cyberpunk 101. Like yeah. you've got sort of um like almost like. Japanese or Asian looking signage. You've got like neon drenched watery pavements. It's one of them. Like you've seen this a million times. It's Blade Runner 101. Right. Um, and it looks nice and shiny, but they don't do anything with it. Yeah. Let's hope the cat's in uh, the next PlayStation All-Stars. Let's hope. <laughs> and let's hope Scott Tilford turns the speaker back on before next yeah. That's not going to be happening. Otherwise, we're going to have a wind-up. Why have, you had, why have you got the speaker on? Why would you have why it would off? You not? When is it ever added to a game? Oh, like quite often. I Other think. than straight, you just you literally just <laughs> <Yeah>. said one. <laughs> one time in 2022. What about like in you know Horizon and stuff? Would you get the audio recordings out of the speaker? That no. ones that you, you to play Returnal, you had to have it yeah. on. What would you what for? Whoa! It, whoa. No, what do you mean? You didn't like it. What do you mean? Half the whole the game's game. not hinged on on audio that comes out of the TV coming out of a speaker. Well, it's so much more immersive, man. No, it's not. No, it is. You can tell when to reload your gun when the your controller makes a beep. Oh, I don't know. Well, no, that, that thing, if that's an active reload, that's a visual cue as well. It's the same as Gears. I can't remember. 
Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's, yeah. Like, is it not being both more impactful? No. I think it is. I don't think it is. That feels like a little gimmicky. Oh, look at the colour of the LED light. Like, In no. my review <laughs> of Returnal on whatculture.com forward slash YouTube, that's not the thing, on YouTube <laughs> uh-huh. or our channel, yes. I made a big thing about how good this entire sound was in that game and that most of it was from, from the speaker when you go through the little uh, you know the I'm not explaining this well at all the little transport-y blobs yes, you know yes. when you transport to another the area portals. Yep. the portals the sound that makes on the speaker is so good and so yeah. immersive it's fine you didn't get it same with Ratchet and Clank mm. that had a lot of good uh, audio design I saw it it did Contro- but it all came out in the control but it's the same feed that just comes out the speaker instead like, there's not any unique noises that only come out of the controller. There are, they're always yeah. doubled up, though. No, they're not. There are some. The purring doesn't come from the TV. No, that's true. I missed out on the purring. <laughs> but other than that, <laughs> nine times out of ten, whenever I've left it on, it's just been something that should be coming out of the TV, just distractingly coming out of my hands. That's crazy, that. And I'm like, I'm like okay. playing the... T- like, it's like if you're watching a movie and there's like a bit of dialogue comes out your hand. Like, the, that's... No, you it's not good. on GTA 5, uh, the police, when you got caught by the police, that was through your control, wasn't it, the speaker? Sometimes, yeah, and then the LED would flash red and blue if you were being chased and stuff. Yeah. I like that, that's fine. But, I mean, it's not a game breaker, is it? I think it is. It's To me, it's like... Like, if you, you think watch it is? a film, right, you know, if you've got, if you've got surround sound, which I admittedly don't have at home, but when right. you go to the cinema and you have a surround sound thing, you know, it adds an extra element when you're getting elements of the sound design coming from different areas. And I that's think it's just is. what it adds to me, personally. You can well, get I, that, I, of course, at home on a regular screen in a regular sound bar, but when you have that extra layer highlighting things in the sound. To me, that's what it does. It highlights. I think it is stuff. madness to compare surround sound to a tiny little tiny tin speaker in a, in a controller. It's like listening to the Beatles with one <laughs> ear plug in. Yes, no, it's not. Because I know this. Yeah. They recorded in mono. Yes. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but so when they put it in stereo, Ringo was right, Paul was left. The, if you, you can't hear Ringo... I'd love Ringo. No one's splitting the audio between the controller speaker and the TV in the same fundamental way as they recorded the Beatles. All I'm saying is uh, Returnal is the Beatles of video yeah. games. And every time I had to turn that off because uh, it would only happen now and again when my girlfriend was in bed and I mm. didn't want it mm. keeping her up. Going That's usually why I turn it off. Yeah, I felt like I was missing something right, from yeah. the game. So you're missing the Ringos of the world. Yeah, I, I mean, maybe that's good. I think oh. that I don't know anything about <laughs> Ringo. He's, he's got chips on The Simpsons. Isn't he the one with the chips? He's got his own NFT world now. We call them chips. Yeah, he does, doesn't he? You you watch a video for that. George Harrison was better. (laughs) He didn't have NFTs. (laughs) To put that to bed. Um, Yeah, I'm not fundamentally against the speaker in the controller, but nine times out of ten when I've turned it on or left it on or a game's forced it on me, I've never gone, that's adding anything. I've always gone, just put that out the main speaker because it's coming from over there anyway. I don't need it. We've learned a lot today in this podcast, we I have. think, so far. We agree to disagree. <laughs> <laughs> We're just pressing the circle button now. Just around. trying to get through. You've got to hit square to actually get out of it. Um, we will actually wrap right now. We did have some news points and stuff. It will save them for, I think, next week. We'll see whatever happens uh, across the gaming industry. For now, it has been the World Culture Gaming Podcast. I've been your host, Scott Hilford, joined by James Dowes. I loved that. And Josh Brown. <laughs> Please turn your speaker on. Never. Also, Nintendo's better. <laughs> Bye, mate. Bye. 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 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.